0: We'll take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 11. You notice we have the Lord's table here this morning. and We're going to partake of communion as we start off this holy week. But I felt led to continue on talking about revival and um, the things that um, help bring about revival. And a lot of that has to do with um, not external forces... But, but with us and within our hearts and um, how we can have revival in, in our church, in our community, and in our nation. And, um, you know, revival is always good to have. Sometimes we associate revival with a week-long set of services. I went Tuesday night to a revival service at Shamrock EMC, a good friend of mine, and a kid, I, I say he's a friend of mine, I look at him as my equal now because he's a minister in the EMC, but we grew up he grew up in, 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 in Mount Sinai Church in Statesville, and I grew up in Mount Sinai Church in Statesville. I was joking with him because he used to run around and kick me in the shins when he was little. He was a brat. <laughs> but now he's preaching. Um, Josh will find that fun if he watches this later. Um, but anyway, uh, Josh Ellis did a great job and, uh, at, at preaching on revival. Um, and he, he did a wonderful job at, there at Shamrock. And of course, the pastor there, too, is, is a great guy, and um, anytime you get to know get to know Brian Wardlaw, um, that that's good. And he's been involved in love life with me as well over there uh, on certain occasions. But um, a, a good good people, good church there in Burlington, EMC Church. But um, you know, <clears throat> this topic of revival is not just a group of one-off services. It's about us as as believers in Jesus Christ, rededicating ourselves to Him and and searching Him out. And so, um, one of the things that I think is very important, and a lot of these um, I put out a few weeks ago in your bulletin, um, on the back side of of the Lent readings, uh, steps or keys to revival, and that that was a post uh, put out by another um, uh, professor that I know, um, Thane Thane Urie, and I thought it was really good that he listed those things out. Uh, So I'll give him credit for that. But this one is on choosing blessings. Uh, we, ha- we, we need to choose God's blessings in our life. We need, we need to choose that. And so he puts that out here in Deuteronomy chapter 11, and these few verses here, beginning at verse 26. This is the Lord speaking through Moses to the people. See, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of, your, of the Lord your God, which I command you today... And the curse, if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside from the way that I am commanding you today, to go after other gods that you have not known. When the Lord your God brings you into the land you are, to, um, you are entering to take possession of it, you shall um, set the blessing on Mount Gerizim and the curse on Mount Ebal. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask God that you'd help us today. To seek out your word, to seek out your will and way. And Lord, to seek your path of blessing. And it's in your name I pray and ask all these things. Amen. By our nature as human beings, we don't like being told what to do. We talked about some of those things before. We just simply don't like being told what to do. Nobody does. Our tendency is to follow our own will. Our own way, our own thoughts. We, we, we look to our own upbringing, we look to our own um, ideas, and, um, and as adults, we think of ourselves as being um, individuals. We think of ourselves as being independent. We think of ourselves as being mature. You know, we, we spend a lot of time with uh, Mom and Dad telling us what to do when we were under their authority, and now I'm my own person, um, and, and we begin seeing that in, in what we call teenage rebellion, um, people beginning to, to insert their own. Um, individuality and their, and their own independence. Uh, well, you might even see it earlier than that. At the age of two, some of you, um, uh, the age of two, you know, k- kids are beginning to become self-aware, and 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 they tend to rebel to their, against their parents. Then, but but especially when you get into teenage years, and uh, there, there's some independence beginning to happen there. Uh, people tend to turn to their own will and way, and and, and want their own will and way. They, they begin inserting their, their their um importance and their and, and, and their own individual ideas. And, 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 and they want to follow whatever, their, whatever the trends are, whatever their friends are doing, or whatever they think is right. And that, that's, that, that's been our, our, our tendency since the days of Adam and Eve that were, they were in the garden. Uh, God gave us free will. Their free will was given to them to choose or to reject God. They reject, rejected God and fell, e- e- even though they, they were in the midst of paradise. And it's interesting, you know, um, God is the only really real truth in the universe. That, 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 there's truths everywhere that, that, and truth claims that people are making. But, but, but the God who revealed himself in time and space through the Israelites is, is the only real truth. And that's, and that's what we need to seek out today. We need to seek out the truth that God has and follow that truth with all our heart, and soul and mind and strength. Because that's that's ultimate reality, folks. All of history, all of creation is moving towards this great end in God. And it behooves us to bow before Him in our lives now if we want to see the blessings in the future. But the wonderful news about God's Word is that He gives us blessings even now if, if we surrender ourselves to Him in full obedience. If we want... Revival in our midst, within our church and in our community and within our nation. We've got to put ourselves in the path of God's blessings. We have to willfully say, Lord, I want your blessings. Now, a lot of times people want God's blessings, but they don't want the cost that comes with that. People want the, the, the promise of making it to heaven one day. People want to be healed in this life. People want God to bless their marriage in the marriage ceremony. People want God's blessings even going through a ritual like this, like Holy Communion. And I want you to understand today that Holy Communion is much more than just a ritual we go through in obedience to what the Word says. It has to do with a visible way of us surrendering ourselves to to the truth of Jesus Christ, and through it we we receive more grace and more blessings from God. It's it's not the act itself that's important, it's the act done in faith that's important. But some people are are, are relying on on rituals uh, to give them God's blessings, when what God really desires is obedience to His Word. On the edge of God's promised, lands, uh, promised land, the people are there on the border, getting ready to enter into Canaan. And, and Moses, who has led them to this place, comes before them. Um, Moses is not going into the land with them. He is, he is setting up his successor, Joshua, to lead them. But he goes and, and gives God's um, final instructions. He, he gives them a second reading of the law, which is what Deuteronomy means. The word Deuteronomy is is rooted in in the Greek. It means the secondary law or or the second giving of the law. Not secondary in place, but but the second time he's given it. Moses comes and gives them the law to remind them that this is what you are to do when you go into this new land that I'm giving you. You must become radically obedient to the commandments that God gave you at Mount Sinai 40 years earlier. You've got to renew your commitment to following God's commands and, 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 and in obedience to the covenant that He made. Now, now the covenant <clears throat> was not just a list of demands that God gave them, as in some treaty. Um, everyone knows that when a treaty is given, um, you know, that, that there's some give and take. When, when, when somebody takes over the land and wins the war, he, and, and to make peace, they create a treaty. That treaty has certain demands. Of the people, and then, then certain promises that, that, that are given by whatever magistrate is in charge of, of the land again. It's the same thing here with God. God is saying that I'm gonna I give myself to you and and bless you if you will follow my will and way, if, if you'll follow these these commandments that I'm giving you. And God has has done much much more than just give some sort of concessions. He's saying, I'm gonna give myself to you. I, 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 I'm going to give you my presence. I'm going to give you my power. I'm going to give you my unfailing love. That's a theme throughout all Scripture is God's unfailing love for His people. And, and, and this covenant it probably um, more parallels what we, what we say and do when we marry someone. And, and, and folks, if you think marriage is something that, that just makes you legal in front of the state, um, you're very wrong. Yes, you can go to a judge and have it have it taken care of, um, and and the state would recognize your marriage. But marriage is not a legal proceeding. It is a covenant that you make before God and before His church, especially if you decide you want to get married in a church. I know there's other organizations that do that. But from the very beginning, God said, you know, man should not be alone. I will make him a helper. And so he presented the woman to the man and said, Now the two shall become one flesh. That is what marriage is supposed to be. But anyway, uh, in, in, in the covenant that God gave them, he was promising them himself. He was promising him his love. He was promising them blessings if they would fully obey him and keep his commandments. Now the rest of Deuteronomy here, chapter 11, lists... Um, what some of those blessings were. And you can go through and read the whole chapter, but here's, here's some of them that he was, he was offering them. He said, I'm bringing you into the land of your inheritance. This was the land that 400 years before God promised Abraham. A- a- Abraham left Babylon, or what they called the land of Chaldeans, I think, in, in, in the Old Testament, um, um, when it's talking about him. But the Chaldeans or the Babylonians, it's just a different regional name. And and, and Abraham left them and traveled um, across the fertile crescent and into this this very land where where they're standing on the edge of now. And he promised that to Abraham centuries before. And, of course, we know what all happened. You know, Abraham's family, they they faced a famine. They moved to Egypt. And they enjoyed the blessings of Egypt um, for a while. But then the Egyptians enslaved them. And God had to rescue them from their slavery in Egypt to bring them back into the promised land. But he's saying here that this is your inheritance, Israel. That's part of the blessing. I'm bringing you into your inheritance. And if you obey me fully and and, and keep my commandments as I told you, he says, I'll give you long life in the land. He tells them, I'll give you um, produce from your fields. You'll have um, all, all, all the the grain and wine you could possibly want. I'll bless your animals with with grass of the field. So so even their animals would be blessed and provision would be made made for them. The most important thing in all of this, if you obey me fully and keep my commandments, I will be present with you in the land. God had already promised to visit them in the tabernacle when they had it set up in the wilderness, He's been leading them all this time. But it's the same thing. The, the tabernacle would then become stationary and God would come and visit them and be present with them in this new land. If, if they would obey Him fully and keep His commandments. Of course, we're talking mainly about those Ten Commandments, the perfect Ten, which we talked about a few weeks ago when we were talking about our um, series on sin. But we know what the Ten Commandments are. But those Ten Commandments, um, we, we know um, that there was all other kinds of um, case laws that were attached to them. But, but, but God was, was, wasn't just looking for the, this legal keeping of the law. He was saying, I want you to obey me. I want you to give yourself to me. I want you to give yourself just as I'm giving myself to you in steadfast love. He wanted their hearts as much as he wanted their, their, um, their, their bodies and their obedience, their, their, their physical obedience. He wanted them to love Him as He loved them. Because God loved His creation. So He says, if you obey Me fully and keep My commandments, then you're going to put yourself on a path of blessing. Choose blessing today, He says. Choose blessing. And He tells us the same thing today as believers in Jesus Christ. Choose God's blessings. Jesus, in the New Testament, said, If you love me, keep my commandments. Very simple. Not not as simple to follow, but a very simple statement at least. Jesus says, If if you say that you believe in me, that if you believe in my salvation, that if you believe in my sacrifice for sins, that you believe that I am the Son of God, and, 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 and you love me because of what I've shown you and done for you, then you must keep my commandments. We can say that we love Jesus all day long. We, 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 we can go through the motions and sing the old rock rock song, Jesus is all just alright with me. <laughs> Or or we we can even come to church and sing the hymns and and, and say, Jesus is is all right with me all day long. But if we don't keep the commands of Jesus, we won't find ourselves in the path of blessing. Jesus doesn't just um, offer us um, a, a once for all salvation. Where, uh, or I should say a one-time salvation, a one-time decision, He puts us on a path of living through which if, if we stay on that path, we're going to be blessed by God. God is going to give us spiritual blessings. Now, the, the blessings that, that God gives us today um, through the Son Jesus Christ are similar or they, they parallel some of the things that, that, that were promised to Israel. Israel. One of those is an inheritance in Him. Well, what do we inherit? We we inherit not only a land like Canaan flowing with milk and honey, a physical land. We inherit God's kingdom. His kingdom reign and rule on earth, which is a kingdom of love and joy and peace where no evil and and, and no um, um, wickedness can touch or destroy. No no enemy can, can reach God's kingdom. We're promised that as an inheritance. We're promised to have um, communion with Jesus Christ. It's like we talked about last week. If any man, and he was talking to Christians when he said this, if if any man um, opens the door when I knock, I'll come in with him and dine with him. Jesus was offering his own presence like God was offering his presence to the people of Israel. Only Jesus sets up a more permanent residence within our hearts than, than even what the tabernacle offered in the desert. Jesus offers his presence with us to be with us through his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is very God as well. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all three are the same. And and, and the Spirit produces within us, when when, when he gets rid of that sinful rebellion in our hearts, he gives us the fruit of the Spirit, which are these things. And these are the things of the kingdom the things that are important in the kingdom love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And God's Spirit is is the deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. It talks about that in Ephesians chapter 1. The Holy Spirit is the deposit guaranteeing our inheritance in Him. All the spiritual blessings of God's kingdom are promised to us when we give ourselves to Jesus Christ in faith, but, but we have to stay on the path of blessing by obeying God's word. And Jesus ma- makes the, um, the Ten Commandments even simpler when he says this. Number one, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. And number two, love your neighbor as yourself. He says against those things there is no such law. And he says that, that the fulfillment of the law is in those two. That those are the two greatest points of the law. The first four commandments deal with our love for God and and the last six deal with our love for others and how we treat others. All of the Ten Commandments are summed up in the law of love that Christ gave us. Love the Lord your God with everything that's within you. Every aspect of your life. Love Him. And loving Him means that we want to spend time with Him just like we want to spend time with our spouse. Uh, or, or, or our girlfriend or whatever. Loving him me- means that we try to learn a bit more and more about him through his word. Loving him means that, that we um, stay away from sin and overcome temptation and, and, and uh, seek him out day by day. Communion with him. And then loving our neighbor means that we treat them as, as well as, our, as, we, as we would treat our own person. A, a radical following of the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. When we give a radical obedience to God, He pours out the blessings of His salvation, of, of His atonement, of His Holy Spirit to us, of his, of, 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 his, of his Holy Kingdom to us. And we must stay on that path of obedience if we want to be in God's blessings. And when God's blessings are poured out upon this world, it means transformation as well. If we, if we, if we are in the path of blessing in this church, God, God will pour out the, the finances that we need. If, if, if we focus on, on, on obedience to Christ, God's going to give us the unity that we need. If, if, if we allow, if we, if we obey God and He pours out His blessings on us, He's going to send us people that, that we need in our church to keep it going. And, and, and putting ourselves in that path of blessing is, is going to revive our church, it's going to revive our community. But it takes obedience. If you love me, keep my commandments, keep all my commandments. Now, in our society today, we 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 tend to say, "Well, I want to, you know, I, I want to do my own way. I, I, I want God to bless me, but I but I but I, but I want to do my own thing over here, and, and, and not follow His commands and His Word and, and do things my way." You know th- th- there are many young people who don't do things according to God's order today. When it comes to marriage, they, they, they want to, you know, the, the world tells them, move in together. You can test this thing out and and, and, and that'll improve your marriage later on. You, you can decide early on um, whether or not this, this is going to work out for you. And that might sound like wisdom, except, except the problem is when, when you put the cart before the horse, so to speak, you know um you, 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 well when you're young you, you tend to experience all the romantic sexual parts of marriage, but when you get older, those kinds of things move away and 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 if you're experiencing them before you have the commitment um it, it tends to ruin the commitment i think i mean that that's just as logical you you, you, you have all the benefits of of, of what a marriage should be like before you actually get married um, it, it, it's going to kind of ruin your experience later on marriage has to be rooted and, and, um, and grounded in the commandments of God and, and it's, it's far better to abstain and control yourself put yourself into a radical obedience to God first before you get married and then when you are married um, God begins and, and do things God's way. God's going to pour out blessings on your marriage. Many people today, you know, they 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 have families and and, and they they um, say, well, I, I, I you know I, I want to, um, uh, you know, ha- have my family go to heaven one day, and and so um, you know I I but but I don't want to appear too religious. I don't want to get get too involved in church. I want them to. Um, be um, uh, socialized, and so I, I, and and plus, you know, I want them to go to college one day. I wanna, I wanna get um, scholarships and things like that. So, so they focus on things like uh, sports, getting their kids involved in sports, uh, get, getting their kids involved in in, in in all the aspects of the school, so that so that one day they, they might get a scholarship and go on, and uh, and and sometimes, um, and I've seen it happen over 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 and over again. will we'll, we'll sacrifice. Um, going to church and gathering with God's people and, and um, uh, committing ourselves to, to a Christian life because it, 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 sometimes it might interfere with, with the sports schedule. And it, 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 it's no wonder that, that we've got things so backwards in our country now. It's no wonder our, our kids are becoming um, radicalized by social media it's no, it's no wonder our, our you know our, our nation has 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 skewed so badly into immorality and 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 into um, sin and wickedness and sexual immorality. But if in our families we we become radically obedient to Christ and 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 we put our kids on that path of God's blessings and 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 and, and we spend time in God's word and we take them to church, we take them to church activities. We, we, we get involved in, in, in all aspects of the church life. I mean, people can call you religious if they want to, but you need to put yourself into, into radical obedience to Christ if you want to experience the real blessings that come in life. If you want your children to be good citizens in the world, if you want your children to, to uh, uh, be moral, ethical people, if you want to set your kids up to have good relationships in the future, then you need to put them on and teach them obedience to God's word and put them on the path of blessing so that they can be truly successful in life and real success is measured by what they do with God's kingdom and how they live this life in preparation for the eternal life to come. That's what's really important. And if we want to see revival in our country, we need to put ourselves, our kids, our families, onto that path of blessing through obedience to God's Word. So now we come to a a, a place where we can recommit ourselves to Christ in in a very visible way, and that's through the taking of communion. I'm going to ask um, my uh, helpers to come up for the communion.